Hey, hey, cuties. Um, I'm just sitting here, and I thought that I would record a podcast episode because I have not done so in a while, and life has been kind of fucking insane. Uh, so <laughs> honestly, let's just get into it. I've been pulling a lot of Apollo situations recently, which let me explain what that means. Okay, basically. My friends and I have this idea that they actually came up with when I was Mary, which for those of you who don't know, Mary is my previous name from when I was a girl. When I was Mary, I already had started to get myself into weird, weird situations. And I don't mean weird, like dangerous. Like I'm not saying like I was under freeways, like shooting up or something. I don't mean that. But like things that people like don't normally go through. For instance, when I was Mary, I had to get a replacement social security number because it turned out that when I was born, there was two um, people with my same name, me and this other girl, who were born on the same day. And the social security administration thought we were the same person. So they gave us the same social security number, which is like, what? Like, what? Even the woman at the social security office was like, that doesn't, that's not real. Like, that doesn't happen. Um, turns out it actually happens kind of frequently, which is embarrassing, but not unexpected from the United States. Let's be real. Another Mary situation was like when I was living in Spain, I was living in Galicia and I lived in this tiny little town and there was this, um, person around the corner from us that owned a horse and I would, you know, I would go on walks around the, around the neighborhood or whatever. And I would see this horse and I'd wave at it. And one day it had been raining and this horse is tied up in a grassy spot next to its house. The rain had loosened the soil. And so the wooden peg that it was tied to got loose and it went into the middle of the street. And I didn't want to just leave it there. So I grabbed the little rope that it was attached to. um, But I didn't have like a phone uh, or any way. And I lived in a small town, so there's no one around. Uh, So I was just like standing in the street for 45 minutes with this horse Uh, until finally the person's neighbor came out and was like, that's my neighbor's horse. Like, why are you holding on to it in the middle of the street? And I was like, bestie, you make such a great point. I don't want to be here. I don't want to be holding on to this horse. Like, I have no interest in this. I just feel like I can't leave this animal to be killed in the middle of the guy, you know what I mean? Like I can't like if a coche comes and hits it, what the fuck am I gonna do? Anyways, so these are the kinds of situations I would get into that are just like fucking weird. And this is another one. So basically what happened was, which by the way, if you don't know that meme, you're just missing out. I'm not even gonna lie to you. There's no excuses for you. You're just missing out. But basically what happened was I did last semester, the school that I went to, the college I went to has changed a lot. Uh, since I first got there three, three-ish years ago, um, it's it's a very different school now than it used to be, and in many ways, it's changed for the better. You know, it's growing, and so they've instituted a lot more diversity stuff, and um, their hiring is getting a lot more inclusive, and so you know that like things things have changed for the better in some respects, but in many respects, at least in my opinion. They have gotten worse or what was not an issue has now become an issue. And for me, 
it was that, you know, I've had many little issues, like little pet peeves and stuff that have come up throughout the past few years. But last semester was really when it all just snowballed into this giant, inescapable, anxiety-inducing thing. And at the start of 2023, January through the beginning of September, I lived in Barcelona. And that was fantastic. I had the best time. I loved the campus, loved the people, the friends I made were incredible. I keep in touch with so many of them. They continue to inspire me every single day in so many respects. Uh, and I do still want to move back to Barcelona. So I like literally cannot wait to get back. But when I, that meant that since that semester was so incredible, when I got back to France, I was kind of expecting something like that. You know, like it's my senior year. I'm kind of expecting it to be light and fun and and interesting and, and whatever. Instead, what happened was I spent three and a half months basically in a country that I already am not a fan of. I don't like living in France. I do it because I liked my school. But now I was having issues with the school and with the administration. And I felt like I wasn't being taken seriously. And I felt like I wasn't being respected not only with my opinions but also with my identity as a trans person as a non-binary person as someone with you know mental illness someone that needs a little bit more patience a little bit more guidance in this lifetime which in my opinion and in the past with this school it is not a problem it was never a problem but last semester it became a problem and it started to feel less like the community that I had grown to love and more like a university cash grab, which was the reason that I had left a previous university. So I was like kind of pissed off that this was like happening again. But last semester, you know, I just, it was so emotionally taxing. And I felt like what I was getting out of the school was not the equivalent of the emotional labor that I was having to do to live there and to live in France and to be attending um, classes regularly. I just couldn't do it. And I realized, you know, it's, it's basically I either do another semester of college to finish out my senior year or I graduate early, which I can do because this is actually my fifth year of college. Uh, but since I had transferred, I had to add, add on an extra year. So I could transfer early because I had enough credits. So I had to decide, am I going to trans, am I going to graduate early, take the semester off, go home, and then start the master's, which I've already been accepted to, in September as planned? Or am I going to do this spring semester and then just not do my master's? and take that year off instead. And that was essentially what it came down to was like, this is an either or situation. Like I am going to burn out. It is a question of when, not if, which means that I have to plan for what that is going to be. Am I going to need to go back into treatment? Am I going to be in residential full-time PHP, IOP? What am I going to be doing 
And thus, what do I need to focus on? If you hear background noise, by the way, it's because I'm in my car. But I was just parked here and I was like, oh, might as well do, might as well do the podcast. That's how I sound to myself, by the way, in my head. Like, that's what I sound like. I always forget that I live in Los Angeles, so, like, people don't care if I'm just, like, in my car recording myself. Like, it kind of looks average. Everyone fucking does this. People eat... I once saw this person who was legitimately eating a bowl of cereal. Like, eating a bowl of... Like, a bowl from their house with cereal, milk, and a spoon. Like, while they were driving at 8 o'clock in the morning. Just fully eating a bowl of cereal. I don't feel like I can emphasize this enough. She literally looked like she was sitting at her dining room table. Like that was the position, the comfort, the casualty that this woman had eating an entire bowl of cereal while driving on a, on a four lane street in Los Angeles. Anyways, yeah, so I called, and then, and then I came back for winter break, and I thought to myself, okay, like, I can do one more semester, I can get through this, it'll be fine, no problem at all. It was not, it was not fine. I came back for 12 days, it was incredible, I had the best time, I loved seeing my family, I loved seeing my friends, it was beautiful while I was here, it was just fantastic. And then I went on the three-week trip with my school. And everything just took a turn for the worse from there, y'all. Honestly, like, that trip, the first couple days in Paris were fine because I was just hanging out with my best friend who was also there by coincidence. Uh, Well, somewhat of a coincidence. So, like, it was fine. But anyways, there's this guy who's just, like, walking around, enjoying the view. And I think, oh, no, he's on the phone. So he's not going to give a fuck that I'm in here just, like, recording myself with a microphone. Oh, yeah, this man is just, like, fully on a Bluetooth Bluetooth little headset. Get it, homie. Walking around in the rain. He's looking at me because he sees me with this mic. He's trying to pretend that he's not staring at me because I'm talking into my phone with a mic. But he definitely is. And that is okay, my man. It's okay. I know it looks weird. I feel weird. But I also kind of feel like a boss because I'm literally talking into a microphone. I feel fantastic right now. If this man comes up to me and starts trying to talk to me, I think I might actually cry. Like, I'm I'm not being dramatic. Like, I think I'll have a panic attack and, and just, just cry. Although I guess that's a good way to get men to leave you alone is just to start crying. I actually did that one time in Barcelona. Family, if you are listening to this part of the pod, I apologize because I know this was not good, but whatever, I was going to go visit my friends and I stopped by the dispensary and got some weed and I was in Barcelona, which means that you can't actually have it on you. Like in LA, you can have it on you. Like you can have like a, like a pen or some, some, you know, flower or whatever on you and that's fine. But in Barcelona, that's not allowed. And I was on the bus and I had it on me and it reeked. Like they do not have good quality plastic baggies. Like it is just really not the vibe. I'm on the bus and this police officer gets on. And I can tell that like within a couple minutes of getting on, he's kind of looking at me like, okay, okay, girl, I see you. I'm like, fuck. 
like I'm gonna get arrested or like I don't know like I don't know what happens like I don't know maybe I'm gonna get like sued or ticket I don't I don't know like I don't know I'm, like terrified I'm like 22 and scared off my ass so I was like I'm just I was like how do I get this man to stop looking at me like I'm having a panic attack how am I gonna get this man to stop looking at me and I did something that my sociopathic birth mother taught me, which is men are not trained to deal with emotions. They're not trained in the way that women are to be the caregiver in emotional situations, which means that if you get emotional around them, they will give you anything. And I've also learned this as someone who has panic attacks. If you have a panic attack in front of someone who like doesn't have anxiety or panic disorder or anything, bro, they will do anything to make it stop. Men are the same way with crying. They will do anything to make it stop because they have no idea how to take care of you in that situation. They have literally no idea what to do. Anyway, so I was like, okay, like I need to, I need to show emotion to get this man off my ass. What's the easiest way to get people to not look at you other than making out with someone? Cry. So that's what I did. I started listening to the saddest song I could find. And I looked at photos of my dog that passed away a couple years ago, which always makes me cry. I like, cannot think about her for very long because it just like ruins me. And I, of course, started crying. Sure enough, within a minute, this man is like completely ignoring me. Like, he is not looking at me at all. He won't look in my direction. He completely turned around. And I was like, oh, perfect. And then he got off a few stops later. And I just like, I think I actually kept crying. Because at that point, I was like, actually pretty sad. Um, but it worked. Where was I going with this? I have no idea where I was going with that story. Yeah, and last semester, it was just like, I felt like I wasn't being taken seriously. And like, people were just like, they didn't have the same amount of empathy for me as like a person as they did previously which was just like not not it like I just did not like that and so I went on that trip and it was awful and the first few days were fine and yeah Paris was okay because my best friend was there and then once we got to Morocco and it was like it was just it was awful trip for so many reasons like that in and of itself would have to be like a whole podcast episode like it was so fucking bad but basically by you know I started that trip on like December 28th and by January God, I want to say by like January 3rd it's like we got to Morocco December 30th so I want to say by like January 3rd I was like passively suicidal and by January 5th I was actively suicidal and then January 6th, I had to give my meds to the TA, the teacher's assistant that was on the trip with us because I could not have my meds around me because I was a suicide risk. And I was having, I was like in constant communication with my therapist, constant communication with my best friend, like always have my headphones on, earplugs, like gum, the stress balls, like the whole gambit. You know, my, my therapist eventually looked at me. That was, I feel like, when it really became, like, either master's or, un, like, the senior year spring semester. That was when that kind of, like, that was when it really became, like, an all or nothing thing. And my therapist was like, if you don't have to be there, just, like, don't be there. 
Like, if you don't have to be there, then why? Like, why are you there? That doesn't make any sense. And I realized, like, he was right. Like, if I didn't have to be there, why was I sacrificing so much? My best friend was already moving back. I don't, I obviously am not, like, following my best friend around because, like, that's fucking weird. Like, I'm a fully grown adult. And so is she. But it was, you know, like, a a negative for sure. And I have other friends there, have other loved ones, other best friends that I'm obviously missing terribly. But, like, at the end of the day, I was like, you know, if she's already moving back to L.A. and her mom said that I can move back with her and my therapist thinks it's a good idea, I'm at active suicide risk. Like, it's just not worth waiting. It's not worth doing the spring semester just because I feel like I should if I don't have to. Because at the end of the day, like, my mental health is more important to me than anybody's opinion, than anybody's thoughts or or impressions of who I am. You know, that decision is for me to make. And I'm proud of who I am. And there were a lot of questions. The administration was not necessarily pleased with the fact that I had done this. But, like... They also understood that at the end of the day, it's my decision and I get to do what I want to do. And um, basically, January 10th, I called my parents. No, January 8th, I called my parents and asked if I could come home beginning February. January 10th, I asked my bestie if I could just go home with her. January 12th, I confirmed with my parents that I could go home with her. She was leaving X on the 15th. X was where I lived in France. She was leaving X on the 15th. I got back to our apartments in X on the 13th, packed up my whole apartment on the 14th, and then left the morning of the 15th, got on a plane the morning of the 16th, and was back in LA by the end of the 16th. So what I'm trying to say is uh, within six days, I decided that I was no longer going to attend my school, was going to move home, and then did move home. And that's what I mean by an Apollo situation. Like, bitches don't do that. Like, bitches don't do that. But I do. I'll tell you what, I do. Honestly, I have a great fucking time doing it. Like, I'm not even gonna lie to you. I love every single minute. Um, And it was such a great decision. Like, I feel so much better being back at home. I already feel so much calmer, so much more centered, grounded. I just feel like I can breathe again. And already, you know, like last semester, something I really struggled with was like I was never leaving the house. Like I was never doing anything because I didn't want to. I didn't like where I was living. I didn't want to bond with the people there. I didn't want to establish a presence there because I didn't want to stay, you know. And I and here's the thing. You can judge me for that. But I lived in France for two full years. This wasn't like a study abroad where I was like there for six months or three months, six months, whatever. And like just didn't talk to anybody because I was like, I wish I had a McDonald's in America. This was I lived there for two full years, two full years. Like I understand French. I've taken French classes. I'm an advanced level French. Like I was a regular at places. People know my name. Like I have a presence there. But last semester when I moved back, I made the active decision not to reestablish myself as a part of that community because I didn't want to stay in that community. And I knew that because I'd already lived there for a year and a half. And so I knew that I didn't want to end up there. And it was 
just really freeing to come back to somewhere where I was excited to get out of the house. I was excited to go see people, to go meet new people, to go just have new experiences. I wanted to be involved in the city. I wanted to be involved in this life and actively existing as a part of this, you know, like actively being a part of this world. Like I really wanted that. And that was exciting. I hadn't felt that way in a long time. And so ultimately, I think I made the right decision for me. I know I broke a lot of hearts in the process, but also that's kind of my theme at this point, not like romantically because like, fuck that. I mean more, there were, you know, friends and professors and people that lived in France. Like I know there were people there that really were looking forward to me being there this semester and really wanted me to be there. And as much as it breaks my heart to disappoint them or to let them down in any way like it doesn't it doesn't mean that I'm going to just make a decision that could that has I mean because this is also a decision remember like this is four and a half months of my life like this is not like a small thing and also as someone that's like battled with suicidal ideation and continues to deal with that as part of my treatment like this is a very big thing for me because if this goes poorly it's literally my life on the line And I know that's dramatic, but like, I would rather err on the side of dramatic than not be safe enough. I'd rather be safe than dead, you know, like it just, it comes down to that kind of simple. I just felt like I had to come home and I really do think I made the right decision. I have been home for like six days and I'm already so much happier and calmer and I feel better and I'm outside more and I'm seeing people and it's just... I'm having a great time and I am so immensely proud of myself for looking out for myself in that way and for making sure that I was happy and healthy and alive type beat and I just you know I've had so many lessons in this life of like listen to your intuition listen to your intuition listen to your intuition this is definitely one of those like this is definitely a listen to your intuition type moment and I'm really happy that I did um, because I think I made the right choice and I'm gonna miss everybody obviously but you know I'll try to make it out for graduation and I'll see them again and I feel like also after having like said goodbye to so many people over the years, my like, oh my God, I'll never see them again, like is really not that big of a deal because, you know, I've said goodbye to hundreds of people at this point. That's not, and like, you know, I see them. And if I don't, then I don't. Like there's social media, there's texting, there's WhatsApp, like it's fun. Yeah, hopefully I get back on the weekly podcast, gang. Um, Let's be real. My memory is questionable at best. So I don't know if that's going to like pull through, but. I love you all nonetheless, and I hope you have a great day. And remember that you're a baddie, and you're a sleigh. Bye, bitch.